Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Okay, I want to read a verse, uh, just a couple hours with you. I want to talk this morning, just briefly read it, about, as a church, we've been looking at the, at the, at the fatherhood. I want to talk about the father's love. Uh, Jeremiah 31, verse 3. And it's kind of very appropriate for the dedication service this morning. We talk about the Father's love for us. Well-known verse from Jeremiah 31, verse 3. It says, The Lord has appeared of old of me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Okay. Also, one thing about it, for those who are members of the church here, just say, if you've got any questions for the visionary meeting, if you kind of let me have that just before, maybe next Sunday, that'd be great. Okay. I have loved you with an everlasting love. How many of us are on Facebook? I don't know if you're on Facebook. Okay, see all the smiling faces. Think about Facebook. People put the most incredible things on Facebook. Have you noticed that? Some of the most incredible things you can ever likely to read are found on Facebook. Incredible details about people's lives are there on Facebook. I kind of think, as I think about that, it, it kind of makes me think that often it reveals the heart cry of people today. I think there's a, there's a desperate need inside us that says... Would you love me? And I guess we may not all really admit it, but every single person has a deep need to be loved. Every single one of us. Every single person has a deep need to be loved. And I want to talk about God's love. Not only the fact that that God's love is so big, but the fact that God's love, the Father's love, is personal. In a strange sort of way, the love of the Father is so personal, it's got your name written on it. He's got your name written on his heart. His love is a, is a, is a transforming love. His love is the, has the power to change your life. And yet so many people have never really realised that God really loves them. And it says, I want to personalise it. I want you to see this morning that God personally loves you. I think one of the big things we live today in today's world is that we live in a love-starved world. And the Bible declares there's only one love that can really meet the ability to be loved in a love-starved world. That is God's love. That's why he says in Jeremiah, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And often the reason why we're here today, as awesome and as great it is, is to, is to really appreciate and be part of this dedication service, but also in the fact that, that, that God also has drawn us. Because your greatest need is not money, it's not success, it's not a better job. The greatest need all of us have is to be loved 
Because we all have an incredible desperate vacuum and a desperate need in our heart to be loved. And I found this, that often a lot of people wear masks that disguise their need of love. And we kind of put them on because as we put these masks on, we kind of think that these masks will give us a kind of, a little bit of feeling of love. And the masks that we use to cover our desperate need of love. And just to help us, they're all beginning with P. People use performance, what we achieve, because we feel it gives us some kind of self-esteem. People do things to cause people to love them. They do things for people who say, that was amazing, that was awesome, that was fantastic. And we love to hear that because it gives us a sense of self-esteem. And we will do all kinds of things to make people love us. We use people because we want people to affirm us. We want people to like us. We want people to, to, to meet the deepest cravings of our heart for love. So it's performance. It can be people. It can even be pity. Often people speak down about themselves. Ever done that? Oh, I'm rubbish at that. I'm rubbish at that. But you don't really mean it. You're hoping someone will say, no, you're amazing. You're fantastic. You're incredible. As often we speak down about ourselves so that people will kind of say things to lift us up. People look for love with physical affection. People can go from relationship to relationship to relationship because they're looking to find love. It can be problems. Sometimes people love to have problems because they feel that their problems and their troubles get them attention. Ever thought about often kids today? A lot of kids can sometimes try on purpose to get themselves into trouble because they feel if they get themselves into trouble, suddenly somebody will take notice of them. And we certainly found that talking about Liverpool. And Liverpool, where you see kids do all kinds of crazy things. And often we found so often the things they do, they do those things because they want someone to make notice and take notice of them. Could be position. If I can just get that position, I will be valued, I will be appreciated. It can be pleasure. If we can just get the next tie, if we can just get the next experience, it's going to make me feel better about myself. For others, it can be possession. If I could just get that new home or that new car or that new thing, that is going to make me feel good. But here is the problem with those masks that we put on. They are temporary. They are temporary forms of love. Because all these masks do was they only help us in a temporary way. And they they don't really meet the craving that we have to have true love. Because I found this, there's a limit to human love. There's only so far human love can go. And the deepest need of the human heart is to know the love of God. Because God's God's love has no limit. God's love never runs out. God's love is never limited. Paul says in Ephesians 3 verse 18, to grasp how wide, long and high is the love of Christ. 
I love that term. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ? God's love is so, is long, is, it's long enough to last forever. It's wide enough to include everybody's hurt and pain. It's high enough to take us over everything that challenges us and comes against us. And the real question really this morning is, have you ever experienced this love of God? Have you ever really experienced the fact that God loves you? He really, really loves you. He loves you on your good days. He loves you on your bad days. Because God's love is greater than anything you can experience on this earth. Didn't say possessions is love. Didn't say physical affection is love. It says God is love. And what we're saying this morning is that his love is greater than any mass we put on to try to get some kind of love. Sometimes we can even know love in theory. But the wonderful thing about God's love is this. You can actually, truly experience it. You can encounter it. You can know the reality of it. And the moment you experience and encounter that love, it transforms your life forever. As you say, we've got three daughters. And the thing I love when the babies, and if you ever feel this, just when that little hand grabs your thumb, ever had that? There's something about that, just about that first moment when that baby just grabs your fingers or your hand. And almost, I can remember so many times that's happened, and almost there's this sense of real love just overwhelms you, that sense of love that you have for that baby, just, just overwhelms you as you feel that. And I found this, as awesome as that is, it's just, a, it's just a small measure of the incredible love that God has for us. And Jesus died so that we could experience that love. And God's love is not something remote, it's personal, and, our, and if you like, our name is on it. Let me give you a few things about God's love. Here's the first thing. God's love is unconditional. There's no strings attached. Those Greeks were clever people. In the Greek language, they had lots of different words for love. In fact, they had seven words for love. Isn't that amazing? Ever thought of this? You can say to your wife, darling, I love you. But all you can say, I love, I love apple strudel or something. You know what I mean? It's... It's the same word, and often it kind of expresses different things. But the Greeks didn't have that problem. They had different words that expressed different kinds of love. But when it came to God's love, they never had a word that could fully define it. And so they took almost a word that was never used, a word called agape. And it describes what God's love is. God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional love. It's love that's not looking for a reason to love. Sometimes we can love people because they are nice to us. We love people because they do kind of things for us. Or there's something attractive about them that draws our love. But the love of God, God loves you even though he hasn't got a reason to love. He loves you when you mess up. 
He loves you on your good days. He loves you on your bad days. He loves you when, you're, when, when you've got lots of stuff. He loves you when you're broke. God's love is continual and constant and is unconditional. He's not looking for a reason to love you. He loves you. And the greatest revelation of how much God loves us, really, is the cross. If you really want to know how much God loves you, then understand the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Someone said this, it may be a very bad thing that I needed God to die for me, but it's a wonderful thing that God thought I am worth dying for. And God loves you as if you were the only person. He gives to you his personal attention. Have thought about this, that God still loves you even though he knows everything about you. Even the closest person on the face of this earth that we have, we don't fully know them. We don't fully know their thoughts. We don't fully know their motives. We don't know every single little detail about their life. But God knows every single thing about you. He knows why you do what you do. He knows when you're smiling at someone, but you're thinking something totally different. Is that right? He knows really what goes on in the depths of our hearts. He knows every single thing about us, but God still loves us. And you don't have to rely on mass because these mass dry up. But God's love doesn't. And you'll never be completely fulfilled until you experience God's love. And you need an experience with the Father's love. He's never lo- his love, love never fails. His love never gives up. There's a woman called Corriton Boom. And Corriton Boom basically looked after Jews during the war. She hid them and she was caught. And she was sent probably to the most darkest place probably any person could ever go to. She was sent to a concentration camp. And this is what she said. She says, there's no pit is so deep that God's love is deeper still. Isn't that powerful? No pit too deep. No matter how deep your pit is, how dark it's been, The love of God is deeper still than the darkest pit. And I don't know a darker pit than than a concentration camp during a Holocaust time. And she realised right there in that camp, no matter how dark, how awful, how horrendous that place was, she knew the love of God was far deeper than even that experience. How do you respond to it? As I close, how do you respond to God's love? Here's the first thing, you receive God's love. I can't bear, if I'm honest with myself this morning, to think how my life would be if God ever removed his love from me. It's a forgiveness that goes beyond anyone's imagination. You know, sometimes when you share God's love with people, it seems so incredible. Often people will say, I'm not worthy of that love. And that's exactly why what we're talking about this morning is called good news. We don't deserve that love, but that's why he sent Jesus to die for us. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
He didn't wait until we got our lives together. He didn't wait until everything was right in place. He loved us when we're in our worst possible condition. God still loved us. I have to look at it this way. Just picture yourself this morning standing before God and suddenly you have the ability to remember every single thing you've ever done your whole life. Can you imagine that? Just in a moment, you, you, you can think about every single thing you've ever done. It's right there in your mind. And suddenly in that notebook, you can write down every single thing you've ever done since, since the day you were born. You can write it all down. All the stuff that's gone on in your life, things maybe nobody else even knows about. And you can write it there in that book. And then you come before God. And God puts his hand on you. He takes that book and he puts it in a pile saying forgotten. And he takes you to a, a celebration where people are watching you open that book. Because there's the main thing. When you open that book, that book is blank. How do you know it's going to be like that? Because Jesus told parables. And in those parables, he tells the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. And in all, all three parables, he rejoices because of the one son, the one thing that was lost and is now found. And if you're not a Christian here this morning, the wonderful thing is that you can respond to God's love and you can receive it. The Bible says, to all who received him, he gave them the right to be a child of God. God didn't just say he loved you. He demonstrated it by causing his son to show his love for you in the most expensive way possible. He demonstrated it by dying for you on a cross. And all we need to do is say, Jesus, I'm sorry for failing. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me and just receive his love. Next thing, very quickly. Refill your life with the Father's love daily. Just see yourself like an empty bucket and God's love like a, a fountain. And he's filling that bucket. And the more he fills your empty bucket with his love, the more you will feel you don't need those masks anymore. Maybe right now you're running an empty. You feel there's an emptiness in your heart. Just open your heart and say, God, Fill me at the core of my being with your love. And I find something awesome to do. Just look at the so many scriptures and the so many verses that talk about God's love and meditate on those verses. Think on those verses. Try to experience those verses. Encounter those verses in your daily life. And the more you fill yourself with God's love, the more you will feel that you don't need those masks in your life anymore. You don't need to perform. You don't need to earn other people's acceptance. You don't need to do different things to earn love. Because you're filled with God's love, and because you're filled with God's love, it changes and transforms your life. Jesus says, As the Father has loved you, as the Father has loved, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And there's the third final thing receive God's love. And that is to use God's love to love others. I found this, that the Father's love so completely changes you that those masks I'm talking about, 
you begin to see those masks in other people. You begin to see how other people have got those masks. And you want to help people. You want to restore people. You want to help people to experience the love that you've experienced. Really, when you think about it, how really do I kind of feel God's love? Every time you tell someone, maybe you tell your your child how much you love them, phone your parents and say how much you love them. Because all the time you have compassion and love for people, you are feeling God's love. And we're living in a world that is so empty, that is so desperate for love, as Christians, that we can demonstrate and show God's love to hurting, broken people. And the more I release that love, the more I pour that love out, the more I will receive that love in my own heart. So I want to encourage you this morning to know the Father loves you. That you're loved with this awesome, incredible love. No matter how much you feel you've messed up, how much you feel you've failed, God's love is greater than your failure. God's love is deeper than any pit we feel in. God's love is greater than our mistakes and our failures. And we need to encounter that love, all of us. If you're a Christian here this morning, you need to daily encounter that love on a day-to-day basis. Every day, you need to say, Lord, fill my cup, fill my heart with the Father's love. How do I measure how much of that love is affecting my life. You know, you measure it. I wonder this morning, how many masks are you wearing? What masks are you wearing to cover up your need for love? What masks, what is personal to you? It may not be all of those ones, it may be different things, but you can still look at those things and say, actually, that is a mask I put on. I'm always looking for people to approve of me. That's my mask. I'm always feeling sorry for myself, so I get people's pity at your mask. Maybe pleasure-seeking, all kinds of things. And that, to you, is your mask to fill the emptiness of not feeling Father's love. I tell you, when you feel that love, and that love's really filling your heart, and really filling your life, you actually don't feel the need for those masks anymore. Because the Father's love is so awesome, it's so amazing. And it's not just something that we can know in our heads. It's something we can encounter and experience in the depths of our hearts. And the more I encounter, the more I experience that love in my heart, the more my life is transformed and changed. I'm really not changed, really, by just having clever ideas in my mind. I'm only really changed when I encounter it and experience it. And the more I experience it, the more I want of it. I found this. I'll close with this. I'm gonna go. I like rum truffles. I really love rum truffles. Thornton's. Got to be Thornton's, not you, Robbie. But you Thornton rum truffles. Now, Angie's very disciplined. She could actually have one chocolate, and that will be it. Just one. That's all she has. I can't just have one. Because I know if I have one, that's... I'm going to say, I'll just have another one. Only there. Or I'll just have another one. And it's dangerous for me just to take one. So if I know I take one, I just haven't got the discipline just to leave it that way. Because once I taste it, I want more of it. And that's rather like, as in a crazy way, it's like God's love. The more I taste of God's love, the more I want it. I'm greedy for more. I want to experience more. Because it's so amazing, it's so awesome, it's changed my life so radically. 
the more I have that love, the more and more I want it. So just to say this morning that uh, if you want to learn more about the Christian faith, if you want to learn this way, how you can know and receive God's love, we've got booklets we'd love to give to you. Please feel there's no, again, there's no pressure. We'd love to give you those books. If you ask me for one, I'd love to give you one. So you can read it and look in it. And you can experience it for yourself. And you can know the transforming love of God. Let's just bow our heads right now and just... Just spend a few moments right where you are. And it's great to know this one, that you are loved by God. Sometimes our, often our, our, sometimes our concepts of church is often so, sometimes been so affected. And we often think often that, God's, that God is a God of, constantly just wants to judge you and, and smash you down. But our message this morning is that God is a God of love. He doesn't want to smash you down. He wants to lift you up. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave, or he demonstrated his love by giving us his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but should have everlasting life. And that's God's desire. That's God's gift for you this morning. That you would receive God's love that would change and transform your life. And you would, because when you know God's love, you know God Himself, because God is love. So in your heart this morning, right where you are, you can call on Him right now. You can tell Him where you are. You can say, Jesus, I need you so much. I don't know all the religious prayers how to pray, but I just want to tell you that I need you. Please forgive me of my sin. Please forgive me of my failures. Change my life. Thank you for dying in the, on the cross for me. And come into my heart and change my life forever. And you can experience right there then, for yourself personally, God's personal love for you with your personal name on it. Father, we want to thank you right now for the amazing love that you have for each one of us. Thank you that you just didn't talk about love, but you demonstrated it. You showed how much you loved us by dying on the cross for us, by shedding your own blood, by going through such agony and such pain, you showed how much you loved us. And we thank you for that amazing love. But we thank you most of all today, Lord, that we can know that love in a, in a personal way. We can experience it. We can know it in our everyday life. And I pray for every one of us here this morning, that, Father, we would know that love because you sent Jesus that we would experience, that we would encounter that love. And I pray that, Lord, all of us in different ways today would encounter and know the love that you have for each one of us. Thank you that your love is so deep and so wide, so high. It's beyond our understanding. We can never totally grasp it. But we thank you today, God, that you love us so much. And I pray for each one of us today that we would come to know that love, that our lives may be transformed and changed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Healing Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyhealing.co.uk.